You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. All right. So I like how you retitled this. I thought we were going to talk about behind the scenes, but you're just blaming it all on me here. Yeah, no, I, I like it because every time we talked about what it is that we wanted to talk about, it was about how you had a hard time. So... Am I the only one that had a hard time this weekend? I had a great time this weekend. I don't remember what I did, but I know I had a good time. How do you not remember? It was only days ago. Because I'm buried with everything else going on. And now Jeez. your phone rang. Don't you know to turn off your phone when we do a podcast? I think that was you. So in I any know. case, here we are. We are at episode 110. That's a, a an accomplishment. I feel like though we hit 100 a long while back and we've really been slow here. Uh, we did three in the last three weeks. So that is, that is something. All right. All right. So my goal was to have a behind the scenes look at what a crazy weekend at explosive entertainment looks like. And your goal here is to put me on the hot seat. So let's kind of do a little bit of a balance between the two. Um, and let's start with last week was if it was awesome. It was just good to be back doing what we do and all wheels turning the whole crew working all the vehicles moving the equipment out of the shelves in the warehouse it just it felt right uh, i told i told justin uh our, our our production manager i told him that because we like closed the garage doors on friday um and i looked in the in the warehouse and i'm like God, I love the look of an empty warehouse before a weekend. It's like, like it's one of those little things. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone else has when it comes to like hobbies, especially that that just gets them going, get their blood like pumping. And seeing an empty warehouse before a weekend is so so special. It's almost actually overwhelming to think about the volume of equipment that gets moved in a given weekend. Like when you think about it, you know, you, you've had to move between your homes recently a bunch of times because of, you know, problems with uh, uh, storms and whatnot. We'll kind of leave it at that, but it's a chore to move your home. I mean, you, you rent a truck and you load it up with stuff and, but we do that every single weekend, multiple trucks. I mean, it, it's almost as if we're moving out of a house every single weekend into another home for a few hours, then we move it back. But fortunately, knock on wood, everything's in cases already packed. We've got wheels on it. And it is a lot simpler when you do it regularly. Right. I mean, like our industry is classified as mobile entertainment. Like we are taking something that otherwise wasn't mobile and making it mobile. So, uh, so, so, so totally digressing, but have you helped a friend move recently and you get frustrated uh, with the way that they move their stuff? Cause it's just slow and they don't know how to back a truck. Uh, the last time, no, but I did, I did my fair, not recently, but I have done my fair share of moving both personally and, and friends and, and yeah, uh, it, it's rough because <laughs> they have their way of doing it. And if it's not done that way, then, you know, they may not know where things are. It, it, it could, it could be a chore for sure. I, I, um, I recently bought some furniture on, on Facebook marketplace and I showed up at the, uh, the person's house with 
our sprinter van and some moving dollies, uh, ratchet straps. And the guy looked at me like, what was going on? And I was in and out of his house before he was able to count the money. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's, let's talk about the weekend. Well, um, yeah. So it's, it's a great segue talking about like just vehicles in general. Um, it's a great segue into uh, it was a big weekend. And like, just by the law of numbers, there's going to be like little hiccups here and there as we do more and more events. We talk about it in our production meetings. Uh, and the first hiccup started with with the vehicles. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? So to paint the picture, I had a vehicle that was pre-packed for three events. It was um, packed for a single job on Friday night and then basically a double on Saturday. Now, fortunately, and, and for the families that are listening, I hope you you understand so much logistical thinking goes into the weekend. And in a perfect world, everything's easy, but it's not. There's always hurdles to overcome. So fortunately, my Saturday night job, we were able to set up on Friday. Now, it required a team of three of us to get up to the Montclair area and unload a truck and preset it up. But we knew that when we got there on Saturday, everything was already there and in place. So it's a brilliant thing when that happens and we're able to take advantage. But more often than not, a venue has a Friday night job and can't allow for that Saturday setup. Um, but process number one for me was Friday afternoon setting up for Saturday. Um, right. And the setup went smoothly and it was great. And I had great hands. I left there and I was going to a Friday night wedding and I was driving a box truck and have to take certain roads that, you know, only trucks could be on. And I just kept hitting traffic after traffic after traffic. And no matter what I did, I couldn't avoid it. Um, I had a unbelievable wedding on Friday night, but I got there a lot later than I wanted. It was still flawless. Let's, let's, let's stress that. Um, ceremony music was on before the guests arrived. Everything was still seamless and perfect. But I didn't get that moment to take that deep breath. You know, I didn't get to relax. And as, as a matter of fact, I went there starving because I never had lunch. And I got changed in the parking lot next to the van because I just didn't have time to run into the building and get changed, at least in my mind. I probably did. But um, it was more of like side of the road. Let's just throw some slacks on and go. Uh, which, mind you, side note, I didn't even have a belt. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it just shows that pros do it pros are pros for a reason um we give ourselves a lot of time and, and sometimes our staff is like why are we getting there so early it's because hiccups happen and traffic ha happens and truck problems and loading you know situations but the fact is that you and mike p were doing this event and it was you guys were set up like with plenty of time even though you were probably about an hour late to your call time so mm -hmm. we plan and plan and plan and plan and then god laughs and we still get it done so uh in spite of all of it you had a great great friday event which kicked off your week while there were some um you know logistical problems you know life happened but you got it done and the family was was happy and uh no one was any you know no one was no one was the wiser because you had been there late so we're good not not a soul knew i mean mike mike was a little nervous of me getting there and uh, I just, well, Mike, I knew in my mind, I knew Mike, in my mind I would be there and Mike P would be there hours early and it just is what yeah. it is. Now yeah, Mike is setting up for his November 2nd job right now. There was one casualty though, to speak about was my laptop. 
uh, I got there and I went right out to the ceremony space. I set up the speaker and the microphone. I grabbed my laptop and the screen was dead. It wasn't broken. I didn't drop it. The screen just was black and it wouldn't turn on. So now what? Fortunately, I have another laptop. Uh, ironically, it was the older laptop was the one that worked and the new laptop did not. Uh, but to any DJ that's watching or listening, if you don't have a backup, you're a fool. I will say that as loud as I can. Brutal. Uh, how how would I have gotten by that party without a laptop? You know, you could only play so much music off your phone. You could only do so much. Um, I had no screen on my computer, period, end of conversation. No matter what I did, I couldn't get it to work. So most definitely always have a backup. And that backup got me through perfectly. So Friday night, rocked this party until I think it was 1130 at night. Packed up, went home. Now, there's no Apple store open in New Jersey at 1130 at night. So I knew I was going into Saturday with a broken computer. Um, but made the accommodations. And let's talk about Saturday. Uh, woke up, got back in that same truck. I uh, had a broken laptop and a good laptop with me. But I called my team and I said, hey, guys, bring some computers. And everybody had you know a couple of computers with them. I was able to DJ off of the primary computer. I had a secondary computer there for you know, the zap shots and the other visuals. And it was smooth and seamless. But backing up in route there, I knew the venue was an hour and 15 minutes from my home. I gave myself two hours to drive there. But I got pulled over by our lovely state police. Thank you so much for doing your job. You notice that I should not be driving a box truck in the left lane. I learned my lesson the hard way. And uh, that caused me to get pulled over and do a full DOT inspection that took at least 45 minutes. Um, and the officer was very cool. I, I, I appreciate how understanding he was. But the one thing that he wasn't understanding was that I had a party to get to. And I did not have 45 minutes to sit on the side of the road, uh, despite giving myself all that extra time. So for once in my life, the entire team was at the venue before me. Usually it's me first, but this time the whole crew beat me. Uh, I called them up. I said, go get some food. Go relax. Uh, just don't go far. And when I got there, we hustled to get this truck unpacked. And just like the day before, we set up and we actually had downtime. We had a lot of downtime. Um, I'm, I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing uh, the fact that you actually had downtime because I only heard, I got pulled over, I'm going to be late, get the team ready to roll. And I wasn't even on the job. I just know that they had to be there and ready to like, with like gloves on, ready to start carrying stuff. So that's wild. So you, you know what we had was um, we got everything set up like we normally do before the guests get there. And then... Um, you know, a couple finishing tweaks into cocktail hour, which is normal. But based on the story I told, you would have thought that my cocktail hour would have been horrific trying to get set up and ready. And actually cocktail hour was very relaxed. And it was, it was actually like very cool to just sit back and take a deep breath in cocktail hour because I needed it after the last, you know, 24 hours. Right. Um, and Saturday we had... An amazing, amazing party. So you, um, you had the afternoon event, full production, full everything, full team. And every single one of those team members had another event to get to that night. Every single one of them. So, yeah. and, and actually, you know, talk about surprises because this is the behind the scenes look in Mike Langsner's life on Saturday. Um, episode one, Ed, Mike had a rough weekend. Let's hear it. <laughs> so we brought two TVs to the venue as planned. And we get there and the venue manager says, are you using our TVs also? That would look great, wouldn't it? 
how could I not? You know, now I wonder how many DJs that are watching this are always prepared to run auxiliary TVs on top of their own. Again, we bring backup cabling. So we had enough wires to make this happen. We had the right splitters and everything in order to show content on our TVs and their TVs. So, you know, it was like, it was a very cool addition to the show, but it was an unnecessary uh, curveball that, you know, we just weren't expecting. Um, again, it, it worked out incredibly. Right. Um, and that party blew by. It was like, I, I feel like I blinked and the party was over. But yes, we're on the dance floor the entire, entire time. So again, um, all of these these problems happen and, and no one, no, not a single guest knows. So yeah. be nice, be nice to your vendors. You don't know what what's happened so far. <laughs> be nice oh to my, us. Oh my gosh! So you know what? Let me let me actually share a good point. If anybody is watching this or listening at some point, something very funny happened at the end of the night. Now, literally looking out these venue windows, you could practically see New York City. So I thought, what a great end of the night was to play New York, New York, and it was just the right crowd. They were sing along, fun people. So I played New York, New York. And Jordan comes running over and goes, Mike, they don't like the Yankees. You need to play um, Sweet Caroline. They're, they're Red Sox fans. Well, how the heck was I supposed to know that? I had It wasn't a baseball theme party. There was no, no talk of baseball whatsoever. And in my mind, I just played New York, New York, because we were up in North Jersey looking at New York. And why not play a fun sing-along song? But boy, I got, I got attacked pretty quickly right there just for playing the wrong sports team. You're you're so dumb, man. <laughs> you do anything right, you know. Now I played Narcos in the middle of the night and nobody said anything, and that's a Mets song at this point. Um, but you know, so listen, the the tip that's going to come out of that is if there's a song you don't want because maybe it relates to a team that you don't like, you got to tell us. We're not mind readers. We're not mind readers. That's a great. Oh, and we lost Dylan. So I'm here by myself and I'm going to uh, talk about how the rest of the day went on and here he comes back. But um, yeah, we're not mind readers. That's been like the moral of my, the, the bane of my existence this week is we're not mind readers. Um, if you want something, say it. If you want something, say it. So this party ended at 530 or so. I got in the truck and left instantly, went over to my next job. It was all pre-set up. Uh, just a couple finishing touches needed to be put on there. And some funny things happened that I haven't shared with you yet, Dylan, but um, the venue was amazing. Really cool, unique space. Did not have a lot of electricity. So we knew when we were there the day before, we'd run power from all over the place to get what we needed. Well, then some food trucks showed up because they were doing uh, outdoor catering but they set up like pop-up tents and things and they needed electric. And they looked at us like, Hey, do you have, do you have extension cords? Can we use your outlets? So it was like, really guys, you know, like, and they, food trucks, by the way, they show up like 30 minutes before start time. Like they don't, they don't get there way early. Like we do and, you know, seek out best scenario. They're just like hail Mary. Let's figure out how to make it work. And I think that's kind of the uniqueness of food trucks. Like they're prepared to do what they do, but, um, now all of a sudden we had these ugly orange extension cords being ran all over the place and it just killed me knowing how neat and precise we are with what we do. Um, uh, but 
we end up helping them. We ran our own cords. We end up taping some things down for them. Uh, we just realized it was, it was the right thing to do. Um, we had a really cool party on, on Saturday. I didn't tell you too much about it, Dylan, but the very first thing cocktail hour for the kids was catered McDonald's like legit. There was a McDonald's stand and the kids were just eating McDonald's food. The adults had their hors d'oeuvres, but the adults were digging the, the fast food too. You know, like, we saw just as many adults with like happy meals as the kids. It was, it was very cool. Um, the cocktail hour was, you know, typical. There were games for the kids or dancers interacted. The, the, the adults were, you know, drinking, enjoying their space. Um, then the main room opened and something pretty magical happened when Samaj, who was the MC and I spoke with the family a few days prior, they at first did not want to do a grand entrance. Um, they just, you know, they weren't the most outgoing people and they wanted it uh, not to be about them. They just wanted to have a fun party. And we said, you know, we, we do suggest you do some sort of entrance. So we did one. There's a couple of reasons why. A, it it's a great photo. B, people are expecting it. They're there to celebrate you. And there's no way around that, really. Like, you're going to be in the spotlight, whether it's produced by us or produced by your friends and family. But also we use those grand entrances and those formalities as tools to keep the party moving in a direction that's exciting. So, so we need those tools as, as entertainers to kind of make that happen. So when you think about cutting that stuff out, it, it becomes challenging for us if we don't have anything to work with. You know, a, a great analogy would be like starting a race, you know, whether you're running a marathon or a 5K or, or whatnot. You know, somebody shoots that gun to start that race. And this is the gunshot. This is the official like go time. Um, and without that, you know, you kind of slowly ramp into a party. So in any case, the family had uh, agreed to, you know, go with our suggestion and they did a grand entrance and it set the tone. It was awesome. And by the way, mom and dad, if you're watching this, you know who you are. You guys were electric. Like the smiles on your faces walking into this room is the reason why we do grand entrances. It was awesome. Awesome, awesome. I wish we had zap shots on the party because we would have caught that. Um, but man, that was so cool. So we did our grand entrance and we, I think we went into Hora fair, fairly quickly. And the reason was there was no candle lighting. There were no other formalities. Um, we wanted to do the Hora up front. Um, so we did and it was great. And dad rocked the Hora. Um, and at this point, we literally had nothing left but to dance straight through to the end. There was no other formalities, that, uh, which is I mean, that's challenging. It is. It's tough. You know, people don't think that three hours of dancing is tough, but like in what other environment do you do that? You know? Right. Um, like even when you so, go out for a night, like if you were, if you're like into clubbing, you don't spend time on the dance floor for three hours when you're at a club. Right. You don't even like, even if you're in Las Vegas getting bottle service, you are not on the dance floor for three hours straight. So to expect a three-hour dance party is very, very challenging. It is. So, you know, Dylan, I'd say that we embraced it and we tried to go with ebbs and flows of adults versus kids. We also knew that we had food trucks out, outside, not in the venue. And that was the sole catering. Um, so if guests wanted dinner, they physically had to leave the room to go get dinner. But we all know that food trucks are amazing, but they could be long lines and slow just due to the process so you know option one is stop the party ladies and gentlemen your food trucks are outside go enjoy yourselves but we would have 
had people online forever. Or option two is we keep the momentum going and we just let people trickle in and out freely. Now, by doing that, by default, we never had 100% of the people on the dance floor. It was just physically impossible. But at any given point, I think we had about 80% on the dance floor and the other 20 were getting food or doing something else. And, you know, there's a term that DJs use called reading a crowd or, or rotating the dance floor is another term that's used. We started with everybody on dance floor, adults and kids after that grand entrance and then through the horror. And then naturally we started seeing some adults start to drift away. So now we worked with the kids. We played kids music. We handed out prizes for the kids. We let the adults get first dibs of the food trucks. And when the adults came back in, you know, again, organically, we then started switching it up and now playing more adult friendly music and having the kids grab some food. So there never yeah. was an announcement. Stop what you're doing and go eat. I don't like announcing most things when it comes to catering because there's always going to be something that is causing delay. Like if you're having a plated meal to announce it before the plates are down could be challenging because then you have people sitting there waiting, um, you know, or announcing dessert. Like if you make a formal announcement, Hey, desserts available to you. There's a V and E station over there. You will have people in line. So it's one of those like things where, you got to know what's right to have as announcements and what's right to have what I call soft open or what the catering industry calls a soft open, which just allows people to find it mm -hmm. in doing this job. I've experienced a hundred percent of the time that when people are hungry and foods available to them, they will find it. If people want dessert and it's available to them, they will find it. That's, that's just been, my observation, unless it's like hidden somewhere where they need to know like directionally, like, hey, you got to go outside to get it. I think people just gravitate towards where they want to be. And if they want to be eating, they'll find the buffet. If they yeah, want to be right, eating, right So what was neat was that the adults really wanted a party. And the parents kept saying let's play some 80s you know hip-hop and 80s dance music and you know i i think if we go back in our mastering mitzvahs to you know the first 20 or 30 episodes we probably talked about how much we hate tiktok and how it's killing the music that we play but now so much older music is coming back like we played it's tricky by request for the adults and the kids went berserk to it um you know the kids know and have appreciate the older hip-hop because it's coming back on tiktok and maybe that means now adults are on tiktok or maybe it just means that the old music is it's all being remixed which is awesome i mean the fact that like abba is huge again with kids is wild you would have never thought that in queen a couple of years ago was huge yeah um i would i would have never i would have never thought that uh dancing queen would have been like my one of my most played songs of, of requested by kids, not by adults or not by the grandparents, right? Um, so needless to say, this party was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we embraced the fact that it's October. We played the thriller, you know, Michael Jackson. And uh, one of our dancers, shout out to Matrix, is a sick Michael Jackson impersonator. So he went out there and literally like taught the dance. People were following along. I mean, you know, the crib walk, like it was just so cool. Um, and again, party flew by, you know, this is a good example though. 
you know, we talk a four or five hour party. This was a perfect four hour party. Um, yeah. If, if you're not going to longer, have, it, it would I, have think I think the standard is if you're not going to have a bunch of formalities or you're not going to have multiple plated sit down courses, four hours is really where you should target. You mm -hmm. really should. I know that venues, most of them don't charge between a difference between a four hour and a five hour package. And you may be, you, you may be like, I want to get the best value, but take it from someone who does it every single weekend. You don't want your party fading and five hours is a long time, especially if you're coming from services, it's going to be a long day for you. It's probably a long day for your guests. You're probably having something the next day. You probably had services on Friday. It's a long weekend. So don't, you know, you don't have to kill yourself just because the extra hour doesn't cost you anything. Right. Like, right. Um, you know, this is, <laughs> we titled this Mike had a rough weekend, but, but there was a little hiccup on my event. First of all, I drove 190 miles each way for my event in, uh, in, I was like, I was one exit away from, or one exit past Hershey. I was one exit past Hershey park. So that's even, so were, yeah, that's were, were there horse drawn buggies where you were? mostly yeah that's i mean like it was me and them it was crazy <laughs> um, but uh dinner was served at you know whatever time and look we confirmed our timelines we you know jamie's an incredible coordinator who coordinated this event and sent the timeline to every single vendor so everyone was on the same page and i don't know where it got lost in translation but the dinner came out at the right time and dessert was out before dinner was even over which was 90 minutes before dessert was supposed to be out. So now I had both dinner and dessert being served at the exact same time, which really caused a lot of like, everything like came to a, a really slow halt. Like everyone was just super full. They ate a ton and it was like, let me ask you a question. Did you, did you notice that dessert was out or did anybody stop you and say, Hey, we're now serving dessert. No, it was put out. It was put out. No one said anything to me. And I just like looked over and I just saw people eating cake. I'm like, where'd the cake come from? So there, there was no even opportunity for you to like interrupt it, pause it, have it covered or yeah, moved. Yeah, like, or not, no, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was wild. Do you think this was a daytime or evening party? Well, you were twilight. You were in the middle it was of the day. twilight, yeah. It was 3 to 8 p.m. It was strange. But like if 3 to 4 was cocktail hour, which is what it was, um, dinner was out by like quarter of five five fifteen i want to say and dessert was definitely out by five thirty. okay so there there was no way around it you just had to embrace it now what happened did everybody go to the food or were you able to combat that and then were you able to get them back afterwards it ended up being a significantly longer dinner service than i would have liked um i had to be flexible with the games that the the kids wanted because it was a very game heavy party um and I, I wasn't able to use the crowd control games like Coke Pepsi in a meaningful way. Normally I like doing Coke Pepsi before like buffet. That way there's not a line at the stations. I can eliminate the kids to the station uh, or the buffet. Um, I didn't have that opportunity now because dessert was like, I was going to use Coke Pepsi as a way to eliminate the kids for the dessert buffet. Right. And right. I had no opportunity for that now. So um, fortunately after I pulled a bunch of teeth to get people up out of their seats and, you know, from eating a big meal, they were cool to party the rest of the time, but I had nothing allowing that natural ebb and flow. So it was like two and a half hours straight without a single formality left. 
Sounds sounds like what I had, but not due to, you know, poorly planned time uh, on on my event. So listen, I, you know, we wanted to share a little insight on, you know, what a weekend looks like with us and uh, life happens, you know, you you can get pulled over uh, going to an event. Uh, A computer can die. The food timing can be wrong. That's what's different about a professional with experience who can think quickly and react quickly versus the alternative. And, and that's what we get paid for, truthfully. So uh, it, navigating tough times. Right. It reminds me of a story that was told in one of my like professional development, like seminar things. And I don't remember where it was, but it was one of those things where it's like, I have this leaky faucet, right? And I hired a bunch of plumbers who were very, very inexpensive. They couldn't figure out how to fix the leaky faucet. But then uh, I had this guy come who was a master plumber. And all he did was he took a hammer and banged on the pipe one time. And he then gave me a bit and the leaky faucet stopped. And he then gave me a bill for triple the amount that my other guys, you know, charged. And you know, the consumer goes, why did, why does it cost three times the amount of money? And he, and all you did was use a hammer. Well, it was $5 for the hammer. And then it was all the other money because I, all the experience that I had to know what I needed to do with that hammer. So it's like, a, it's, it, that's a shortened version of a longer story that talks about hiring the right people because of their experience, not because of the stuff they have, because everyone has a hammer, everyone has, you know, DJ lights, everyone has computers, but having someone with the wherewithal to know backup plans and contingency plans and know how to navigate, uh, you know, tough situations like food being wrong or timed wrong, it, it pays off. And that's what you're investing in. You're not investing in all the bells and whistles. Like those are features. That's not I, I think the, the meme that I saw or the story that I saw that's similar to that is no, you're not paying me for my five hours of time. You're paying for my 15 years of experience, you know, and, and yeah. that's ultimately what it is. Uh, but let's wrap this one up. Uh, we've got a busy week ahead. And, you know, more more than anything, we have to stress to end this podcast that we love what we do. And, you know, we embrace these hurdles that we encounter. We often don't talk about them because we don't want to shed light on some of the problems that can occur. But I think it is important from time to time to realize that we are human. These things can happen. And, you know, again, with the right mindset, the right preparation, the right experience, we get through these things as if it never happened. Uh, right. I mean, I hope my camera looks great right now on this podcast. I'm looking, I'm talking on a $3,000 brand new computer that I didn't plan on buying, but you know, that is, you know, what happens and you react quickly. I mean, literally I was in the Apple store on Sunday getting a computer. It just, the parties happened Friday, Saturday. There was no time to think about it. Sunday I got a new computer. So yep. my parties this weekend, you're going to have this brand new, beautiful machine <laughs> getting us through. Uh, but in any case, let's sign this one off. Exit exit 110. Wow. I'm very Jersey. <laughs> Episode 110. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in. As always, like, share, comment, and we'll see you back next week.